This is the Sydney Arts Podcast from FBI Radio. Who is your favourite Sydney-based artist? Abdul Abdul. 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 I've just finished my undergrad at SCA. And my name's Andriana Carney, and I am a printmaker, uh, and I've just finished a semester abroad at MassArt. Um, I might just start with a pretty obvious question for you, Ellen. Your work is currently displayed on Underbelly's online exhibition. Um, Underbelly being a pretty cutting-edge, ambitious exhibition, it's pretty obvious why they've delved into the online sphere for displaying art. Could you tell us a little bit about the work that you made for Underbelly? Uh, Yeah, so the piece was um, called Closed Group and it was inspired by all the wacky and interesting Facebook groups that that I'm part of that are kind of you have to apply to get in them and it's very exclusive very exclusive no it's interesting it's kind of um outside the typical Facebook experience and kind of brings people all all around the world together and it's also just a bit of fun to be honest did your initial proposal involve an online project or is that just sort of how it came about um no it's always always been an online interest and I think it works definitely with Underbelly as an emerging um yeah yeah. absolutely and is your work just being presented online for Underbelly ah yeah just online just online um have you worked just exclusively online and not in galleries before actually I'm really interested in the relationship between the two so um the post-internet aspect which is basically uh um, a term which brings the online um, space into the physical gallery and that kind of, um, yeah, that kind of interplay, like the politics of the on- online world. Um, yeah. In the gallery, yeah. Hmm. Um, do you often think about audiences when you're creating work and do you think about the different ways audiences interact when they're at home rather than in a gallery context? Definitely. I think that's a really interesting idea of having oh well responding to art at home in your pajamas opposed to drinking wine in a gallery space I think it's definitely a really intimate experience and a really um, natural organic experience to view art and to open the conversation up here you've recently worked together in the curation of a show called Undergarments at 107 Projects in Redfern. Could you tell us a little bit about that show? Yeah, so like initially our idea was sort of like talking about the intimacies of gender, sexuality and like our performative identities. And then we kind of uh, talked about how Ellen's interest in the digital shows that and then my interest in um, craft-based practice shows that and how they intersect. Mm. Yeah, that was really important. Totally. It's, for us. Yeah, it's been a really nice collaboration working with um, a hands-on artist and then also, like, myself being more, like, tech-based, kind of like find it, finding a... Conversation. A, yeah. We, like, learnt, yeah. I feel like I learnt a lot about the digital as well, which was really exciting. Um, yeah. And then 
But themes we've kind of really explored are like the politics of cloth, post post porn revival, and basically the dialogue that on our gendered bodies and how that's been influenced by the digital yeah, like world. Yeah, that's one term that Ellen introduced to me, which I was really excited about. Mm. Just thinking about our it's a very fluid term. Internet. Yeah, it's a very fluid term, and it, it means. It can mean a lot of things too, like... Well, if we yeah. think, like, one work that we feel really spoke to both of our practices and interests was uh, Carla Adams' weaving piece. Because yeah, it was her about, work's so great. It is, yeah. Mm. We love it. Um, it was. It's a digital... Like, conceptually, it's about digital. But the then, Tinder, Tinder experiences. Yeah, but then yeah. the politics of cloth are in there too, in that she's a weaver and... The connections that you drew between gender roles and post-born politics in the post-internet digital age, did they sort of come about or is that your research that you've been looking into or was it in your collaboration that those sort of ideas were drawn out? Definitely as we found more works that kind of dappled with this idea, like um, Faith Holland's web installation, she's created a porn site that contains no porn on it just through you using like abstract imagery um flashing ads and stuff um but yeah we've been researching ourselves but we also commissioned um two writers to um find themes that they thought were strong in the show and wrote about them which is on the online catalog we've got um elise goldfinch Mm -hmm. and bethan cotterell and bethan cotterell and they've written some really interesting um ideas about the show yeah, as gave, well. gave yeah. us new insight, I feel, on the ideas that we talked about a lot. I thought that was, yeah. yeah. I'm very much a fan of um, opening up. Like, I like, it's been really fun curating, but we definitely don't want to... Be the superstar Yeah, creator. superstar curator, not into mm, it. Mm. I think it's much more fun to let others play around with the ideas as it's well. It's so yeah. exciting. Like, it was so, I feel for both of us, it was really exciting getting the written pieces back. After we sent we sent off a bunch of photos, our curatorial statement, and just seeing what came back, like how they thought about it, was really yeah. And how did you come to the title of undergarments for the show? I think it's we talked a I, lot. It's an inc- I think it's an inclusive. Uh, without going too far into it, I think it's just an inclusive. Almost like vague term. Vague, very vague. That's what we liked about it. Very open-ended. I mean, we kind of didn't want it to be about what you wear wear under your clothing. It's more... Like literally. Yeah, it's not a a literal thing. I think basically undergarments is a non-sexual idea that is totally sexualized. It's complex. We're still trying to figure it out, to be honest. Like, it's, it's kind of... We're, we're adding things to it mm-hmm. as we go, and it's been really fun. <laughs> exactly, and that's why it's such a good, like, um, thing to curate a show on, that we're learning as well, yep. like, about our own ideas through other people's art. Definitely, that's, that's a, um, an interesting point, especially having two artistic practices and then working together to curate. There is this, like, play between the two practices of curating and art practice. Do you guys curate often? So I don't think we mentioned, but this is our first show. First show, show yeah. of curatorial debut. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And have you guys worked together collaboratively before? 
It's the first time. Mm-hmm. Won't be the last time, I hope. <laughs> it's, been, it's been good. We usually, um, Ellen's always a uh, like, helpful voice conceptually for me. And then I feel like we help each other. Like Ellen You're very hands-on. She I'm does a lot of installation <laughs> work. So I, I love just being around. I feel like I learn a lot about installation. And, and then Ellen conceptually kind of pushes me. Like we have this interesting, as two artists, but then now as curators too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And how did the collaborative process fold out in terms of choosing artists and condensing that list down to the final list of incredible artists that you've got on for tonight? It's been a process. Like, um, um, direct messaging strangers on Instagram has been really fun. Um, (laughs) We let a lot of artists create work, especially for the show, which was really fun. Like, um, giving Mm. them total freedom to do so. yeah. Yeah. But also using, like, older artworks. And I don't think that's a bad thing, using works from the past and bringing them in a space. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It definitely recontextualises them and takes them out of this void that is the, okay, that's been in that one show now, so Mm. that work's dead, start something new. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. There's a pretty impressive lineup of incredible artists, like you said, from Sydney locals around Australia and some internationals as well. Um, you got a couple of my favourite artists in there as well. Xanthi Dobby oh, makes she great? incredible yeah. works. Lots of animation type things, often looking at YouTube tropes and characters. They are really fantastic. Carla Adams that we mentioned before. And there's a really interesting pick, uh, John Yugi. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, was he the face of the Gucci meme campaign? She. Even she. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. No offence, boys. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> she is incredible. Yeah. Worked with Gucci recently. Yeah. This work as well, like, Ellen, how do we, we, we were going through a lot of her work. Yeah. And then the, the two pieces in the show, they're just so clever. Like, she, yeah. she uses a lot of clever techniques in her mm. photos. Like, she uses, a temp, she uses temporary tattoos mm. and then puts them on physical objects and then photographs them. Yeah. But she uses herself in most of these. So these are self-portraits. She puts, like... Um, yeah, different, like sometimes like Instagram screenshots on her face and then photographs them. I think it's, I oh, she's amazing. She is, yeah. And it, it, she's one to look out for. Very but, uncanny. Yeah. Like mm. you look at the photo and then, I don't know why, it took me a while to be like, oh my God, those are the tattoos that I had as like yep. a kid. It's just the photos are so beautiful. You she's a lot of fun too. She's yeah. got such a great personality. Yeah. Exciting. And Ellen, along the same lines, you were nominated in the Gossip Regional Gallery Emerging Art Prize. Could you tell us a little bit about the work you made for that show? Uh, sure. So that piece was called AFK, um, Away From Keyboard is the acronym. Mm-hmm. And that actually had uh, Andriana's sisters in it. They're twins. They're twins. Handy. They were Very handy. They <laughs> were both sitting um, on a desk on those old um, Mac... G3s, you know, the bubble ones that you'd have in the computer lab at school. Mm-hmm. And they're clicking through um, my old MSN conversations that I, for some reason, archived when I was little. And that was all written on code. So they're little pop-ups and they're clicking through it. Um, very, like, internet <laughs> vaporwave kind of aesthetic around it. Like, a lot of big pink earrings they're wearing. Also, she... Um talked about voyeurism Ellen talked about voyeurism in that I, I think a big part of the work is as a viewer standing over someone's shoulder and reading I don't know as yeah. a kid that was really 
and revisiting yeah revisiting these conversations was totally weird because (laughs) unlike other types of memory like if you're riding a bike and you scrape your knee um you, you can't really feel the same pain when you're looking at a photograph but when you're on the computer and you're reading through these messages you're you're in the same environment Mm. as you was when you were sitting there as a little kid and it's just a weird experience a really interesting kind of idea yeah and it was a self-portrait they're they're wearing white wigs yeah they're um wearing pink tracksuits it's very much of the the, the time the time the early 2000s yeah good time to be <laughs> yeah I think one of the most interesting things I found about that work was that idea of archiving and whether these sorts of things are even worth archiving and what happens when we, we don't archive and then these digital histories and personal histories are totally erased. Totally. I think um, we kind of take for granted storage. Like we assume that everything that you write will stay online forever. It doesn't. Mm. It, it breaks. Time one. machine can only, uh, way, sorry, Wayback machine can only archive so much. Mm. Links get broken. Files get deleted. Your heart your hard drive crashes yeah no one really takes it seriously anymore your phone breaks you lose all your iCloud storage everyone just kind of gets over it you were saying as well yeah another thing is like the phone like how come we're so relaxed when we break a phone but like we lose all of our photos but then if you were to like lose a photo album or something you know what I mean like it's like we were talking about that like I feel like everyone's so chill after they lose all their photos on their phone if they're just like well they're drunk one night and peace with it or something yeah, it's crazy how willing we are just to throw away things that we've worked hard on or... Mm. Totally. Yeah, Moving memories. Moving on to the next thing or something. Maybe that's a lot, like, because yeah. you don't want your computer to be slow. <laughs> you know, like, just... Yeah, you got to keep going. Yeah, it has to be fast-paced, yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. And your work as well is printmaking-based generally, but you've also made a video quite recently, dabbling in the digital age as well. Yeah, that was like my uh, video debut. I um, I feel printmaking, I'm very naturally suited to that, but I really like um, video and installation work. So I'm, I'm trying to get myself. I just, um, yeah, I, I have to think more, I feel, for that work than I do for printmaking. Um, it's it just interesting parts of my brain in that type of working, yeah. I enjoy it though. I really like doing video stuff. And are there any online aspects to your show Undergarments for this iteration? Or? Yeah, plenty. We've got the mm-hmm. online catalogue. The URL for it is undergarments.work. And that has a mobile layout and a desktop layout. And it's been really fun like designing that. And yeah, we like the idea cool of people walking around the space with their phones out and looking through the work that way. We thought that was uh, sustainable in a way, as well as... Um, fun. Fun, yeah. And everyone has their phone out anyway, so mm. it makes way more sense to just have your phone scrolling through artist statements than I feel to pick up a... Yeah, a piece of paper sheet. that you're not going to keep. Mm. It's just going to go, hopefully, in the recycling bin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, it, it lets the other interstate or international artists like have a peek and see all the other work on display without being in the space themselves yeah amazing and obviously you've decided to also present in the gallery space at 107 do you have a particular thing that you think is most important about preserving the physical gallery space or is that not important to you into the future or 
That's a great question. I think mm-hmm. um, I think the f- the gallery space at the moment is still very important. Um, if if it's going to stick around for much longer, who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think myself, I'm very much into into bringing the online space into the physical gallery. So I would say yes, it's very important at the moment. But yeah, I think yeah. Um, website work in galleries is like it works really well um it's so immersive and people have a lot of fun with it especially Xanthi's work in our show I think people are going to be really excited about it tonight it yeah yeah and I think in talking about the relevance of the gallery in this internet age it's important to look at the awkward crossover in turning to the internet as a method of steering away from presenting art in an institution or gallery museum context so much so that we often forget how institutionalized the internet is we um, totally yeah we both studied at mass art for some time and we both which uh, is in boston by the way. which is in yeah. boston yeah yeah that's a good yeah um and we both did like a lot of stuff about the history of the internet um in our studies there and the future of the internet that's definitely correct like there's no it's it's hard to find a safe spot anywhere um but that's yeah definitely an interesting um idea to explore in internet work or web-based work for sure yeah we are starting to run a little bit out of time but working in this post-internet age or even in the printmaking age as well there's so many incredible artists that are doing so many amazing things as technology develops do you have any dream artists that you'd definitely like to work with at some stage oh i feel like ellen has so many there's a whole lot in la new york like these little collectives that are fantastic a few that are in our show which is great like um john yi i would love to work with her Mm. um tom garley they're very fun um I think there's too many to name. There's so many Instagram mutuals that I would really like to meet IRL. IRL. Yeah. And hopefully one day. That'd be great. Even just working with a lot of uh, different people on this show has been really exciting Mm. too. I'd love to take selfies though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Pixar didn't happen. (laughs) Exactly. I actually have a show on Minecraft coming up. Amazing. Um, we just <laughs> photos in IKEA for it, which was really cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's called There Are No Girls on the Internet. Mm. Um, it's curated by Melissa Spitz and Drew. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. It's a great last name. Um, they are based in the States. But, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun work. I'm performing it as a mansplainer, <laughs> um, performing these rules of the Internet that were created by an anonymous group of men. About ten years ago, Andriana, what are, you've got to graduate. I'm graduating. Yeah. yeah, one more semester, and then, yeah, I'm excited. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Make sure you jump online and check out the online catalogue for undergarments. Thank you so much for coming in, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Check out more of our podcasts and subscribe to Sydney Arts at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.